0: Possibly not Brian's. Uh, this is All the Brian's, where a Brian interviews Brian's. <laughs> and if you've paid attention to the first four interviews with other Brian's, maybe you've noticed that this episode actually completes the five senses. That's right. <laughs> this wasn't planned, but these first five interviews are featuring Brian's covering sight, typography, sound, double bass, smell, perfumery, taste, beverage directing, and now touch. Wushu. Which you'll learn is like Kung Fu. So yeah, this show is truly covering all the Bryans. uh, And this has been a great coincidence. (laughs) Um, And this episode's Brian had a pretty funny response to the original online posting for the show. Where he said, Hey Brian, uh, a friend who's not a Brian sent this to me. I've always thought that we Bryans should have a union. But uh, I guess this is the closest we'll get. Uh, Anyway, I'm a systems admin at Major League Baseball and I'm a Wushu practitioner. And now... Here's that interview with Brian Hutchinson. <laughs> uh, all right, hello, Brian. Uh, thanks for coming on the show and enlightening us with your Brian knowledge. No um, the first part of the show before the Brian-related questions is where we kind of learn like what kind of Brian you are, and I, you sound like a super fascinating Brian, so uh, I'm looking forward to this. Um, but let's just, let's right, just start, right. let's start things off by just you know, telling us what, what your name is and what you do. Uh, my name's
1: Brian Hutchinson. Uh, to keep the lights on, I do system admin work for Major League Baseball. Outside of that, um, I'm a martial artist. I do wushu and kung fu, and I've been doing it for about 20 years now. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so.
0: All right. So you, you, you're you going to be good to answer a lot of these questions, because like I want to just dive in right into wushu, because um, I did a little skimming on Wikipedia. And, like I it was I started to grasp it a little bit but I was super confused because okay. like is it like I'm like, is it a <laughs> is it a lie. sport is it a martial it's a, it means martial art literally oh, is it he is it kung work. is it kung fu is it different than kung fu like how would you describe it to all the Brians out there that want to know what wushu is
1: okay if you want the quick and dirty version just watch any jet Li movie okay he does wushu he's a very good practitioner all of his moves are very wushu Okay. Like, so it's very flashy. It's, it's a fl- lot of jumps.
0: Yeah. So it's an art. It is literally an yeah. art. It
1: is an of, art. Of mar- like military art. <laughs> yes. It was distilled from a lot of different family styles and classic Kung Fu styles during the uh, Cultural Revolution. Mao decided you can't go around knowing, everybody can't go around knowing different martial arts and being able to defend themselves. So he stopped that and he people still wanted to do it. They didn't want to give up on their heritage, on their family culture. So what he did was make Wushu, which is a combination of the most popular styles. And he made it big and very extravagant so you could do it in front of people. It's
0: like, when was this about that it became that it transformed into that? Like, was this like just hundreds of years ago, or was this like a relatively recent phenomenon? No, this is, this is this where it was, became where it becomes into what you're saying is like a competition style thing. Yeah,
1: wushu itself, contemporary wushu, came about very recently uh, in the history of martial arts. But within it are a whole bunch of very, very old and esoteric styles that. uh, that people have mixed in from their own families and things like that. So it's interesting because it is for performance. It's for performance. It's to it's supposed to be one person in front of like ten thousand because they would yeah. do it in giant arenas and everybody had to come because it was communism, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> like Okay. Right. That's a good it's, way to get an audience. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what happens is the the style becomes very showy. Yeah. Because you want to be able to see it in row triple Z. You know yeah so there's lots of jumps the punches are way more extended than anything else would be
0: so is it is it a combat like is it one versus another or is it like I, it seems like there's some of that but there's a lot of uh just like it is like more perf- like you're saying performance mm-hmm. where it's more of like a routine sort of a thing right. is that what you mean so there are two
1: parts there's okay. a, there's
0: a combative half. And it's nowhere
1: near as flashy.
0: But it's that's still Sanda part. That's still Sanda. part of this. That's that's yeah, in. Yeah, okay. it's still
1: within wushu, and that's a. Some schools will teach both styles uh, or both sides of it. Some will just teach the art. Some will just teach the fighting. So it depends on what you want to get into. But if you know the fighter Kung Lee.
0: I don't. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah. I I have no martial arts training. I've only seen a few kung fu movies. Somebody I'm, out there will be like, "Kung Lee, yes." <laughs> yeah. So I'm going <laughs> to people are going to be all these all the brians are going to be mad that I'm not asking you great questions.
1: <laughs> he was a Sanda practitioner, which means he did wushu. So, okay, uh, okay. he did Sanda, San Shou when he started. He's very he was very good, but he's old now. What can you do? You know, the undefeated champion
0: so so how did you get into then this and how did you decide between the combative style and what so which style do you do are you in more of the performance i'm more you, performance now i'm, I'm in fact a judge nationally a judge now, right? so. okay so how did you get in into it then in the beginning why wushu versus like uh what's so other martial arts out there like what? i started in taekwondo and i got to a black belt there
1: I really enjoyed Taekwondo. I did a lot of fighting. I did uh, collegiates. I went to nationals. I tried out for the Olympic team.
0: Oh, shit. Um,
1: <laughs> and then after that, uh kind of fell off. I always wanted to do wushu, but it was very hard to find. It was very... Uh, it's so it's so niche. It's so on it's in, it's on the edge of martial arts, which is already on the oh, edge really? of society. You know. So
0: what is the most popular? Like, man, I'm sounding stupid, but like, what is the most popular martial arts in the U.S.? Like, is it Taekwondo? Taekwondo Fight. is, that, and that's separate from Karate.
1: Yes. Okay. So it's uh, Taekwondo is Korean, Karate is okay. Japanese. Yes. Okay. And Taekwondo focuses mainly on kicks and uh, sparring, which I enjoyed. I really did like fighting. Okay. But I, I guess I grew out of it.
0: You grew out of it. So like yeah. originally, was it like you jumped in? You wanted to like you know kick some ass that oh, attracted yeah. to you originally, <laughs> yes. and then you got more into like the the niche like cultural aspects of it or the performance aspects of it. Exactly. Um. Exactly. So so where do you practice uh, wushu in New York? There's uh, Sifu
1: Chen Yang. Uh, has a school on 99 East Canal. This is the plug, by the way. This All right, a, go ahead, go ahead, subtle. go ahead. But he's great. He's he's really cool, and um, he's probably the best teacher I've had in wushu.
0: Okay. Um, and, and, and did you did you practice? Like, where did you get into wushu? Like, uh, was it in New York or before New York? No.
1: Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is such a strange. So, I picked it up in college. Okay. In Ohio, okay, which is the in weirdest Ohio. place to find. They it.
0: teach yeah. wushu in Ohio. Okay. They do. They do now, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we were the only people doing wushu in Ohio for a very long time, and people just looked at us funny.
0: Okay, <laughs> so I read that there's like 18 arms of wushu, which is like the 18 main weapons of the <laughs> of the sport, and like it according to wikipedia there and i love I've, I've been reading things on wikipedia that they, they include controversies which is just funny because it's like wikipedia supposed to be objective or something but like mm. uh they say this is disputed this list of 18 arms uh, of wushu uh bow crossbow spear single-edged sword double-edged sword ancient style spear shield axe great axe dagger halberd don't know what that is round bar mace or iron whip Bar mace, yep. pole pick, staff, trident, harrow, rope, and barehanded. Do you do you agree with this list or like this was just like one of like four lists that were on Wikipedia? This was cross, the first one. Crossbow, like, I'd probably leave out. <laughs> <laughs> you leave out crossbow, cross, yes. but like, do you so do you uh, you know practice and perform with these types of weapons or are some of these just like kind of uh, obscure?
1: No, I do. Uh, some of them are obscure. Or are obscure. Rope. Rope dart—that one, not a lot of people practice because it's really hard. Okay. And even the best uh, rope dart guy has a dent in his forehead from where the it hit him. Best rope dart yeah, guy. he's like the best rope l- dart guy. I love it. Still There's a guy out
0: there. He's considered the best <laughs> rope dart guy. Awesome. Okay.
1: So I do broadsword and bare hand and staff, and also the uh, the halberd that you're talking about is just a really long pole with a giant blade on the end of it, oh, and I man. do that. That is awesome. And so, do you home, own do you
0: own these? Like, uh, I do. Do, do <laughs> you have them at home? Like, just somewhere on like you do you have a wall like in your uh, your apartment somewhere? where They are all like.
1: I keep them in the closet, away from <laughs> the general public, because. People just kind of stare at you, like when you tell people you own guns, and then you tell them you own more than one. They're like, "Okay, you're weird."
0: But if you're like, "I own a broadsword," <laughs> <Right? laughs>
1: so, <No. laughs> so yeah, we don't talk about it much. <laughs> like, I try not to have people come over, and then walk right back out the door. Okay,
0: <laughs> so you're like you're skilled in these weapons. Like, what is your like what is your favorite weapon to use? Like, do you have a, like a favorite broadsword?
1: The broadsword is, is your single bladed sword. Is what they're calling it. Yeah.
0: Okay, and so is there levels then in Wushu, like, like is it karate or Taekwondo that has the black belts and things yeah, like that? Yeah, the belt system. Yeah, do you, do you have that? Like how do you advance in Wushu? Not so much. Uh, your teacher
1: usually just tells you you're good enough to move on. Um, <laughs> okay. There's a sash system in some schools, but it's not anything official. Uh, it's just to make you feel better. About yourself. <laughs> it is, it's a participation <laughs> ribbon yeah, for martial it. arts. Some people need to have that metered progress. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they they want to know that they're advancing and they, they have to have these goals. My teacher, however, isn't like that. And he just says either you're good or you're not. And sometimes it's soul crushing. I he'll just tell you it's time to move on to something more advanced. And if he doesn't feel you're ready, then you just keep doing the same so, thing.
0: So are you practicing? It's not called like a dojo? Is it called something it's else? Just just call it, it's just a school. It's a school, a wushu yeah. school. And like how often do you practice then? Three times a week, if I can get it. Three times a week. And like mm. what, so when is that? Like uh, how many hours? Like, um,
1: Two hours on during the weekend. I'm sorry, two hours during the weekday. So Tuesday and Thursday. There's a two-hour class at seven o'clock. Goes till nine.
0: Okay. And then Saturday, it will be like four hours, five hours. So, like, walk us through like what what happens in a like a typical class. Like, it. Okay, so
1: you come in. Hopefully, you get there early, or he'll be furious. <laughs> and you you warm up. You stretch. What What
0: does the the what the teacher look like? How, how does he? Looks, how would you describe
1: him? <laughs> I, I've heard him described as a Chinese Matt Damon. Uh huh. So, there's a, <laughs> he's right. actually he's in a uh, he's in a web he did a webisode for Jontron. If anybody else out there watches that YouTube channel,
0: I, I'm not and familiar. But John and maybe Ethan learn kung that. fu.
1: You can you can. It's on YouTube. Oh, damn him! Check it out. And he's the uh, he's the teacher. There's also another Brian
0: in that. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. And okay. He's,
1: he's actually really good at wushu.
0: <laughs> so. Well, I've already got my wushu guy <laughs> now, so I will. Uh, I don't know if I'll need him. <laughs> right. But, but so yeah. So what what happens? You go in, and this guy is furious if you're late. Yeah, yeah. He's mellowed <laughs> out uh, okay.
1: in the last couple of years, but he used to be really, really tough. Uh, so you get in, you warm up on your own. Then we do basics, which is we go through kicking. Uh, most of the kicks are over your head. They're like front stretch kick. You're trying to tap your forehead with your toes. Uh, outside kick. Just a, a myriad of different kicks that you have to do, and then jumping, which is really why I really like it. A lot of martial arts are grounded. Wushu, you get to jump around. And you it's get like acrobatic kind of yes. thing. Yes. Right. Okay.
0: So. So have you ever? Are accidents frequent? Like are people's noses getting sliced off? No,
1: no. <laughs> Maybe once or twice a year somebody gets cut, but not not horrible. But I've been there for some bad ones.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, and how does, like, how do you then compete? Like, if, or is it, if it's perform is it not about competition? It's just more about, like, y- you give a display somewhere, or so, is there like a circuit of comp- competition? Oh, there's definitely a circuit.
1: The uh, competition okay. is kind of like gymnastics. Okay. It's judged on that. There are compulsory movements, and then you're judged on your overall power. And yeah, flair and like flavor and like, and it's it's interesting. It's very subjective, and so. But
0: you're a judge now, so you're able to sit back and just. You're subjective. You're like, eh, I like yeah. that guy's kick. That guy's good. Yeah. <laughs> <that> <laughs> nice kick. So. Okay, so like, I read that there's a controversy. I mean, a little bit of controversy amongst traditionalists who say, those who prefer to practice practice traditional styles, focus less on exhibition and enhanced visual effects. They're called the traditionalists. They consider the competition forms of today's mar- Chinese martial arts as too commercialized and losing much of its original value. So what would you say to these traditionalists? Are they just need to like, you know, who cares? Like, get with it. <laughs> uh, a little bit. A
1: little bit of that. There is some... Uh, there's value to traditionalists. I don't want to get... Oh, you
0: don't want to piss off. I any don't want to get beat okay. up by. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. oh man, yeah, you might. I don't
1: want some hungar guys coming up and just you know cornering me and be like, "Now we know you."
0: <laughs> right? but you I mean, have. are these guys like protesting outside competition? <laughs> like, have you ran into these guys? No, but it's always
1: a if there's an open tournament, yeah. right? So this is what happens. This is how we get all separated, right? We do contemporary wushu, uh-huh. so we'll hold a wushu tournament, so we don't have to have these arguments, right? uh, okay? Because different judges will be looking for different things. Um, Traditional judges will be looking for these little subtle movements. How strong are they? Are they rooted? You know, we're looking for is there enough is there enough air under their jump? Are they physically impressive and strong, like a gymnast? You know, uh, so not to say that you can't use wushu for self defense, uh-huh. but it would be the most exhausting way to go at it. (laughs) it You would beat somebody up in the fanciest way possible. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be taking a lot of risks. So traditional is, like, less risky. Let's look at it like that. It's less risky. You have a better chance of actually defending yourself. But when it comes to competition and stuff like that, I mean, they're right. Like, there's... Their movements are much smaller, and they're more compact, and therefore just punching somebody in the face, not punching somebody in the face and then jumping over them. There's no reason for that.
0: <laughs> okay. Do, do you have a... So on, on the circuit, then, like, are... Is there a title, then, that individuals are competing for? And it sounds like there's, like, individuals, there's dual events, there's group events, so it is uh, kind of yeah. like gymnastics. Like, do you perform individually in dual or group? So I I do individual
1: when I practice, when I do compete, and I don't compete that much anymore. Uh, the last I did because now was, you're just
0: kicking back as a judge. Yeah. Okay.
1: And uh, last, last time I competed was uh, traditional worlds in China, and then that was two years ago. So I've been off the circuit for a little while. But I'd rather do individual. I had a guy who did. We did group set, which is the duel, uh-huh. uh, duolian and that takes a lot of trust because it's very fast, and sometimes it's with <laughs> weapons. So and this is
0: when people's noses get sliced. Yeah. Off. Okay.
1: So <laughs> when you lose somebody from a, like a group set or something, pretty much that's over <laughs> for me. Because <laughs> I don't really trust anybody else. Like you work with these guys for a long time. getting It becomes a big choreographed kind of scene. Like it's it's like a giant stunt, you know. Yeah. And there are parts where you're throwing somebody in the air. They're supposed to catch you. You know, blades are going right past your face. If you don't trust the other guy, somebody's gonna get hurt.
0: So what's so. like the worst, most memorable perform- performance you've ever had? <laughs> I'm sure you got some uh, good story on this.
1: Um, so there was a guy that I know, I won't name him, but he'll remember <laughs> it if he's listening. <laughs> he does broadsword like me, and broadsword has a hilt on it, uh, you know, a handguard. Yeah. And so a lot of the moves in broadsword are very fast, and they're very close to your body. And you end up moving your, like, one hand out of the way just before the blade slices because you're, like, either pushing somebody around and then coming across to cut. So you're using your left hand or your your least dominant hand and your sword hand. And he was doing this move, and the hilt went straight into the back of his hand. And you could hear it, like, (laughs) and we all just stopped and, like, looked at him. It was horrible. (laughs) So that was a bad one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what is so what is like the hardest move to execute is there one that's like a notoriously hard move to execute
1: oh I mean, you know the chinese athletes are inventing new stuff every day it used to be uh 720 which is two turns in the yeah end. now some people are doing 1080 okay it's three so it it might be a kick and then a 1080 or you know uh jumping this is all jumping so jumping you jump up, you execute an inside kick, and then you have to spend two more times. That's that's pretty hard. Okay. And landing without falling or stumbling into just a
0: solid stance. So it gets it, yeah, it gets pretty acrobatic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it do, they, do they get judged on landing then too, like gymnasts? Oh yeah. Yeah. okay. Yeah.
1: So uh, a lot of the landings you have to stick them. They have
0: to. You can't move. You can't bobble. Uh, Is there a cross-pollination between, like, gymnasts and wushu? Does that happen? We're, there's,
1: so people, a couple years ago, it goes through all these different revisions, where every time you get a new generation in, people are bringing in their own influences. So a lot of younger people, uh, when I started, it was fairly traditional, but we were doing things like butterfly twists, which is twisting, like, horizontally. And Uh the, the generation before that said that's not wushu. And now <laughs> there are people doing backflips and tucks and things like that and now I'm saying that's not wushu, you know. So
0: <laughs> so you're you're say. like a quasi traditionalist now <laughs> right. amongst yeah, it's just every generation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so but is there it, there is definitely a cross pollination
1: between gymnastics and it's it's not a bad thing.
0: Oh you know, no, no, no. I was but, wondering, yeah, if there's people who, it seems like a similar skill set so there might be crossover between people doing both things. Yeah. Um, so is wushu then like is it a philosophical thing for you because I read that it's kind of like it comes from like some of these like old monks who then uh, there's some lineage there where they it's not just self defense for them it's also like uh, about morality of deed and morality of mind uh, like an inner harmony between wisdom and the emotion and the ultimate goal is reaching in quotes here no extremity or extremity, I don't even yeah. pronouncing that right. <laughs> There's some of that.
1: Uh, I had a people have asked me about this before and why I, it, it's kind of tied into why I stopped doing taekwondo. I did taekwondo, I think I got to a pretty high level. I was competing against uh guys who were going for the Olympics, and so then I realized like I could fight pretty well. I, I was kind of done with that. I did the breaking competitions, and you know, you're breaking concrete and all that stuff, and uh. You no, know, you do that. You do that a couple times and you kind of get the get the hang of it. <laughs> and then you get bored of it? Well, <laughs> I feel like you'd never get I would never get bored of just breaking concrete with my bare hands. <laughs> oh. You know, and I'll tell you a story about that. And I'll tell you one with one competition where I stopped doing breaking. Uh, there was this I brought my family and my brother came and usually the breaking competition is the day before they do the actual huge competition where everybody comes cuz it takes so long yeah. you have to set up. Yeah, everybody brings like their concrete or whatever. So there's this guy who is asking people to hold because he wants to break two concrete blocks with a back kick. (laughs) And he came to me because I'm a bigger guy. I said, no, I'm trying to prepare. You know, he said, all right, he he respected that. (laughs) So we got two other guys. And my brother's like, why didn't you help that guy? I said, look, I don't hold anymore. I stopped doing these things. I'm just here. Do my break. Get out of here. He says, "Okay." So finally, it's this guy's turn, and he's got these two guys holding. He sets it up, and they have to hold it just right. And there's a lot of resetting, you know, so that it's at the right height for him. So there's a lot of setup. There's a lot of like holding, and those guys are getting tired. These are two concrete blocks, you know. Yeah, yeah. So their their shoulders and their arms are getting tired, but they're they're hanging in there. So then he's finally ready to do it, and he's cheering up. You can see him. He's breathing. He's concentrating. He's getting it just right. He's, he's thinking about it. You can see it in his eyes. He's like, I'm the board, going through the board, going through the bricks, <laughs> right? No mind. Everything's one. Finally, he unleashes this kick. Completely misses and kicks the holder in the chest Uh, knocks him back like five feet (laughs) and and i looked at my brother said that's why
0: i don't hold anymore
1: (laughs) because that was a full kick he wasn't holding back at all yeah he was
0: good he was trying to break concrete he said he broke this guy's chest
1: destroyed this guy oh man and then they had to set it up and he had to do it again so he found (laughs) found another sucker
0: oh okay i was gonna gonna say the guy who got knocked out had to do it again
1: (laughs) Oh, so, right. I had all those experiences, and uh, one thing that, I, I was good at fighting, and I was good, like, my reactions were really good. I realized, like, that's what Taekwondo did for me. It makes your reactions really fast. You, yeah. You start playing kind of a chess game at 1,000 miles an hour. You're looking at the guy. You have to react to the guy. But, like, my flexibility wasn't the best. I couldn't pull off, like, the super, like, the greatest moves that I wanted to do, I, I couldn't do. So, my, my Taekwondo was very basic. And I was faster than people thought I would be for a guy my size. So I got over on a lot of people that way. And it came a lot of tricks, mind games like that. I saw Wushu. I've always wanted to do it. It had the weapons. It had the jumping. And it was really, really difficult. It, Because of the extreme positions that you have to put your body in, it was one of the biggest challenges for me starting. I tried a lot of martial arts, capoeira, Aikido. And this was the hardest one for me to start up, so it immediately interested me.
0: So it tried like just like the barrier to entry was like a challenge to you. Yeah, okay. and so then
1: the battle was no longer the guy across from me; it was me. Uh,
0: it was me trying
1: to get better and trying to be stronger within this form. So very cool. Okay.
0: <laughs> so it, it, I guess that's kind of philo- philosophical. Somewhat philosophical. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so have you had to use it then? Have you ever had to use any of these skills uh, in real life, in self defense, and combat, or have you ever had to, like threatened to use it before? I, I I don't have any martial arts training, so I just I just want to imagine, pretend I, I do, and like what that would be like to know you you could use some of these things. Oh, you can!
1: I've used it before. <laughs> you have. Yeah, but I haven't ever started anything. The more martial arts I knew, the less fights I would get in. The more I I realized that a lot of the altercations were just worthless. If it, it sounds arrogant, but if you know that you're probably going to win, you kind of think, oh, why should I even bother? You know, you can, it's okay if this guy, you know, if somebody's just insulting you. Like, who cares? You know, <laughs> if he hurt somebody, then it's time to hurt him, you know, but otherwise just talking or like pushing around, it's just, it's, it's like not worth the effort. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. I have used it before. And, uh, it worked
0: out. It worked out pretty well. <laughs>
1: so, you know. I guess
0: that's like a very uh, very casual way of putting it. Yeah. It worked out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you realize that you do it so much, right? That your punch, you don't think about punching somebody. It's just like, oh, I want to punch this guy, and you punch him, right? Or I want to kick this guy, and you kick him, and it's effective. You say, oh, that's what it did. That's what all the training did was just make it so there's no barrier between that anymore. A lot of people, you have... The victim response you have adrenaline going you've got all these different factors and so the last thing you want to think of is how am I going to throw this punch you just want to be able to do it and do it right and do it fast and do it the way that like you've always done it and so drilling it every day you know for two hours you you stop worrying about what your body is going to do it just answers and that's that's the best part
0: so I guess it, it, it just answers but so I guess yeah it has to be prompted so you're not going to initiate but yeah. you'll prompt <laughs> or it'll be it'll respond if it's prompted okay yeah. uh, so you mentioned someone else that I didn't know but uh, who would win in a fight uh, Jet Li, Bruce Lee Jackie Chan or the guy you mentioned before I, and I don't know if these guys are all oh. wushu but they were in one of the wushu w- Lee. Um, I
1: still gotta go with Bruce Lee Bruce Lee okay yeah. Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee would be interesting. Um, Jet Lee, I'm not sure how much fighting he's done, but Bruce Lee was definitely a fighter. And he had honed himself to, like, you saw Bruce Lee, it didn't look like he wasn't preparing to fight all the time. You know, his body was just amazing. And his his speed and reaction times were crazy. Even what you see on the camera and what you don't see is just, I I would say Bruce Lee. And he also, he clearly had that killer instinct,
0: and he was also
1: short-tempered. <laughs> so, <laughs> these are all well-known things,
0: so... <laughs> Alright, all you Bryans out there, Bruce Lee would win in that fight. Okay. Right. Um, Kung Lee's kind of close. Kung... He's, he's good, too. He's, he's a mean little guy. I'm definitely gonna look him up after this. <laughs> So you'd mentioned that in that story about someone, like when they were breaking, they, you know, they're visualizing, they have that look in their eyes and like, Wushu has this like, kind of like, uh, harmony system of mental aspect to it. Is there a cool mantra that you can, do you guys say to yourself? While you're practicing like I want to know Is there some sort of Cool phrase I wish ah, nah, damn it's, it. it's all personal that
1: was, yeah. <laughs>
0: I wish there was Some sort of cool phrase okay. Yeah
1: there's, there's nothing uh, <laughs> All I hear is uh, My teacher yelling Faster Stronger Do it Right <laughs> or, or no
0: that's wrong So maybe that helps I don't know <laughs> So it, it, Wushu Is it technically Kung Fu Did we answer that It is It, it is. is Okay so Kung Kung. then Will you give me this at least Will you do your best Keanu Reeves impression And say I know Kung Fu Say, so,
1: <clears throat> I know Kung Fu. <laughs>
0: so, I think I don't know if that's That good was pretty. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> that was pretty great. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I guess we're kind of winding down on the wushu questions, but uh, do you think it will ever be in the Olympics? I read that it wasn't, and it's tried to be. It's gotten into, like, the top, like eight or six finalists or so on but it hasn't quite been there whereas I think when you said like taekwondo you were competing against people training for the olympics yeah. so I guess that is
1: well yeah so wushu was a tough one and uh it was around the time where I could have competed and we really tried for the 2000 olympics we figured it would be in it was in beijing everybody was ready for it
0: oh but, yeah in beijing yeah
1: yeah the uh uh, the the overseeing body the USA KF and the IWF they they really dropped the ball um they weren't willing to acquiesce to what the IOC wanted <laughs> IOCs i think we all know are a little bit crooked they have some more
0: yeah, demands
1: yeah. than most uh
0: <laughs> i guess committees like that so is it is is it more crooked or less crooked than uh, FIFA you know in 2000, I
1: would have said more crooked, but now we've learned a lot
0: more about FIFA. <laughs> now, yeah, now, we, now so, we know a lot more about these governing world bodies of yeah. Uh, athletics. <laughs> yeah, so
1: I don't know. That's, that's a good question. That's, okay. That's another podcast right there. <laughs> um, so we tried. A, a lot of us tried, and we really wanted it to go, but we weren't the... I wasn't a judge then. I wasn't a shot caller. So we just kind of watched it all fizzle. And will it ever get back? Who knows it's one the uh, the IOC doesn't see the difference between it and gymnastics or something else they'll say well we already have an event like this what is it how is it different than having karate or Taekwondo which we already have right you guys don't even spar each other so where's the action you know and it's it's a hard sell I gotta admit it's a hard sell I watch it sometimes and I'm just like these guys I'm bored <laughs> you know? so it's not it's, the problem with the individual events is that if you're flipping around the channels you'd be like okay I'm going to watch this guy alright in 30 seconds because you, you don't understand what makes it good versus what makes it bad right? you'd see a couple uh, very artistic gymnastic moves and you say I can't do that but other than that why is this catching my eye there, there would be nothing because you kind of have to have an understanding of it to have an appreciation of it yeah, um, it's like ballet in yeah. that way, right? I watch ballet now. I'm still bored by by, by ballet, <laughs> but I do understand that it takes a lot of strength to do what they do. Oh yeah, right. So in that aspect, it's interesting to me for a layman just sitting on the couch in Ohio flipping through. It wouldn't catch their eye.
0: Or they'd be like, "Oh yeah, we already got gymnasts doing that same visual."
1: Exactly, visual right? And they do thing. more. You know, and they do more flips, and they jump higher, and they're they're crazy good.
0: Oh, man, yeah, I think so. Be- Beijing was a good shot because that's yeah. yeah. It was. Well, what, we'll see. We'll. See. I mean, we'll see.
1: <laughs> what we want to promote is the uh, is the duel, the uh, the and the the duel sets where we have two or three guys going against each other.
0: So this is actual combat.
1: Or... It's not actual combat. Okay. It's all choreographed so over it's like all choreographed. yeah so it'll be like a, a team of two or a team of three they worked out this um basically it, it's like a dance but with swords you yeah. know <laughs> and I, I suggest everybody look it up it's really cool uh there's it's very acrobatic there's points where people are jumping and kicking into each other they're throwing each other back swords are just barely missing people's faces <laughs> and it's super energetic and then they get done, and you're just like, "Wow, how could they spend all that energy and not hurt each other?" Um, <laughs> yeah, so that
0: sounds amazing. Yeah. That's
1: what we would want to go, but they're not. I don't know. It's it's tough. They're doing something completely opposite, which I think will fail. Which is trying to promote Tai Chi. Why? It's slow. It's it's just a slow version of what we are already doing. Careful it,
0: now, you're gonna have some Tai Chi yeah, the
1: guys after you. It's it's not. <laughs> what i'm saying is for somebody who's just watching uh who doesn't know anything about it they'd be like okay this is a slow version of the other thing and that would be horrible that would it's just it's not good for tv <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay um. All right. So, Sally, we have to move on from Wu Okay, I could go for days, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but most people get bored; their eyes glass over. Oh
0: no, no, no! <laughs> like I, I, that was all fascinating. I think all the Brian's out there to know a lot more about what the Wu Shu is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I want to get into like what you do for a living and like kind of like because uh, I also don't know about like uh, what systems administration is like. Exactly, like what what a day in the life of that is kind of like. Um, So why don't you kind of like walk us through a little bit of what that's like. Um, You told me before the show that your office is in Chelsea. Uh, It's in like an amazing location in Chelsea Market. Everyone out there who knows what Chelsea Market is should be extremely jealous because he's got all the best lunch options in New York City. Um, So like what time do you get in and like what is like the first thing that you do? Just like walk us through your day a little bit. Okay, so now... Uh, we're a much bigger
1: organization when I started. So my day has become very formulaic. I get in, I check the emails, I see the alerts that happen. I check to see what alerts happened last night um, because we produce a lot of content. We've got baseball, we have HBO. We do HBO now. Um, we have NHL. Wait, so
0: MLB.com has NHL? Yeah. What?
1: (laughs) We couldn't talk about it a couple months ago, but now it's all public. So we are producing all the online content for NHL.
0: Whoa, okay. Weird.
1: (laughs) If you watch a lot of things that are online and streaming come through us. I can't say all of them, but we do a lot. So whatever property is having an issue, or hopefully there hasn't been any, I'll check that first, see
0: what has to get done and so what do you mean by, like, see what problems or, like, property has an issue? Like, what, what are the types of issues, like?
1: Sometimes there's issues with maybe there are just too many people watching, uh-huh. you know, and the load was more than we could handle. So should we add more uh, hardware to compensate for that? Should we open up more streams? And was there... It, so those are the type of problems. Was there an attack was somebody trying to break into the database since we hold a lot of uh, personal information, credit card information, stuff Uh, like that. So.
0: Yeah, so you're you're responsible for kind of problem solving at MLB.com. Is that like a basic way to understand? Yeah. Like a technical kind of like, yeah, I don't know how else to, like how would you describe it?
1: I know, it's really hard. We end up doing a lot of stuff.
0: So how big is your department then like when you're saying we like how, how many people are in the is it the, it's like is it the IT department is that what it's considered within MLB.com but we're the
1: systems group
0: the systems group but how right. is that different because like I think layman's like me right. like I just sometimes always would say IT department
1: so IT um, they IT encompasses developers uh-huh. uh, database administrators systems network all these are separate. How you say it? disciplines, uh-huh. and IT is just the umbrella term. Uh, okay. Like kung fu okay. is the umbrella yeah. term for nice, nice Hungar, all that, <laughs> Karate, all that. Yeah. So, all these guys don't know everything the other people do. Yeah, and sometimes my group ends up being the bridge between those two things. Uh, so developers don't know about networking. Systems are required to know a little bit of what the developers doing and a little bit of what the networking guys are doing, so that when there are issues, we can. We're the guys that have to solve those, or we have to um, figure out why it's going wrong.
0: So your discipline is uh, is responsible for knowing the other disciplines and being able to solve problems between the disciplines. Hopefully, yes.
1: Yeah, we're we're kind of the bottleneck for a lot of a lot of issues. Developers will make something really awesome and really cool, and you know you'll be able to tweet that you want a hot dog and a hot dog will come to your seat at a, at the stadium, right? But then there's all this infrastructure that's in between that, right? It has to go out to Twitter. It has to come back down. We have to see it. Then it has to go to the vendor and then the vendor has to tell some waiter to go give it to you in your seat. So there's a lot of stuff that developers don't care about. They don't care about the networking. They don't care about the cables. They just know that we can make it work this way. And the networking guys don't care about how the code interacts with everything. Is it efficient? Is it too big? Is it, it, does it take so much processing to do one order that it's not worth it? Because if it takes five minutes to do your order, there are 20 other people who want to tweet and do the same thing, right? So we have to figure out those issues and reconcile them
0: and so that you still get your hot dog. So how many people then are, <laughs> that's important. We still get our hot dogs. Right. So, so how many people are in your like systems group, uh, in your discipline? At, there are eight of us. There's eight of us. And yeah. then how many people would you say at large in the umbrella IT Would you, at MLB. Is it MLB.com? Is that MLB.com. It, com. Okay. Yeah. I would say we have 200 to 300 oh, IT. man. Yeah, and just how big is the company then? Like almost a thousand now in the New York office. Yeah. Oh man, that's a lot bigger than I was expecting. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys are you? You're a sem, like, there's a separate discipline that's in charge of security. Then, uh, like, which discipline does that fall under? Like, uh, in terms of like upkeep of firewalls and, and I don't know about the stuff, but like intrusion detection systems. Okay. All
1: right. So networking and systems usually handles that. Handles we're, that. We're, we're together on those things. Okay. Uh, networking does the firewall and all, what I would call call like hard stop, almost physical barriers to getting into the system. And then we handle everything behind that, like soft entry, back doors, things like that.
0: Okay, so <laughs> I'm I want you. i I'm curious of your comment on this uh, this thing that kind of relates to MLB. Kind of relates to what you do. It's the the Cardinals' uh, quote unquote hacking scandal. Uh, oh, okay, <laughs> that was uh, that came about. Like it was recently kind of uncovered that this happened in 2013. Like the scouting director of the St. Louis Cardinals hacked into the quote unquote hacked into the Houston Astros, Astros database and accessed their notes on players that haven't been uh, yep. drafted yet. Yep, but yep, he gained yep. access because he knew an old Cardinal executive's password who moved on from the Cardinals. Uh, uh, as GM to the Astros and then just use the same password so like yep. th- 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 why I don't understand why the media kept calling that hacking that was just knowing someone else's passwords like was this because they shared their password so yeah it, <laughs> the media likes because hacking scares people they like to hear that, that, that. that term is like I don't yeah. know what that means like what it is it's an umbrella term now for the media <laughs> oh it got hacked this got hacked yeah um, and was and, this, like, a funny news in your organization? Like, how did this, like... Uh, we we laughed at it. Yeah. We thought it was hilarious.
1: <laughs> I mean, one, it's team to team. And we're more the uh, commissioner. Yeah. So we were fine. It didn't have anything to do with us. We, if the Cardinals are hacking into the Yankees, that's on them. <laughs> uh, so as long as we can absolve all... Uh,
0: yeah, you, you guys have nothing yeah, to do with it. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we think it's hilarious. so do you have to deal with password problems a lot does that doesn't fall in your department's like role of responsibility
1: does personal consumer passwords
0: passwords, as well as like internal organization password people getting logged out or locked out um yeah so do people really need a strong password um how strong is your personal password very strong it's very strong yes. because you know too much, and you're, you've seen you've seen the darkness. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: But people, everyone needs
0: to have a
1: uh, a really strong password. Anything that has to do with your banking information, please, please, I can't stress this enough. Make a super strong password. Practice it until it's just muscle memory, and then change it at least every three months. You have to rotate them. Really? Or something. Yeah. Every th-
0: Oh man. It, that sounds like a lot of work.
1: My my passwords are really long, and even <laughs> if you asked me, I couldn't tell you. I could only sit down and type it. Like,
0: I really? Have no idea. And you do you don't store it anywhere? No. You <laughs> you <don't? laughs> no. Oh yeah. man. Okay, so do you do? I feel like there's a there's a fear that you know systems admin guys know everyone's passwords within an organization, or not systems like IT guys know everyone's right. passwords. I'm like. Do you guys read everyone's emails? Do you, can you can you get into everybody else's information? We can, but we don't. You don't. You, don't. you, you can, can, but you, don't. So, you don't, don't. so don't make enemies, especially with <laughs> right. especially with someone like you who also knows whoosh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We've only had to do it once, and that was because somebody was getting fired for, like. Inappropriate, like sexual harassment. So, you know. oh,
0: so then you go and get those emails. But otherwise, yeah, it like a government okay. order, kind of a thing you had to go in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so what are the most common problems then, or like w- that you guys solve? It sounds like you were saying like a network, like things crashing, like uh, with like overload of connections, yeah. systems going down, password problems. Is it like and like. Are these like the most common types of problems that you troubleshoot? That's the most common problems. And those are
1: we've actually automated a lot of that to uh-huh. solve it. So it used that used to take up a lot of my time. Uh, when I started this actually, so I got this job from Craigslist. I didn't know what I was doing when I got this job. <laughs> I I seriously started from zero. I, I knew very little and it was I was with the organization early, so I got lucky and they, yeah, that's, uh, that's what
0: I was going to ask like, are you you're, you're self taught then? Like, yeah
1: pretty yeah. much there was a guy there who uh, <laughs> he is he was like the stereotypical hacker and they had him on as consultant he had been raided by the secret service <laughs> there's this guy uh, Marco <laughs> Bene you can look him up his name, uh, is, whoa, whoa. <laughs> his, his name is Fiber Optic and he taught <laughs> that's me that's his nickname is that's Fiber his nickname. Optic yeah <laughs> oh god and he has a Wikipedia page and he taught me everything about internet security, how to get past it, what we were facing, and in the early days, he set up all of our network security. So, I moved on from there. He's moved on. I don't even know where he is anymore. He likes uh, sushi samba,
0: and he likes caipaninas a lot. Yeah, I, I drink I, a lot afterward. I, I enjoy those. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend's Brazilian. I got <laughs> I got to learn that stuff. Yeah. Um. So. So if you guys don't know how to solve a problem, then, like, is there just, like, a amongst your collective, like, people, like, since this stuff advances so much, like, it's all, like, constantly changing, like, is there a common website that's, like, a resource that, like, everyone within this certain industry or uh, specialty turns to, like... is there? Or do you guys just Google it like everyone else does? There's just this Google guy it.
1: called Google. Yeah. Yeah, And he answers all your questions. Yeah, like, okay. He doesn't so does complain it's sa- when it's you ask It's the same him. thing. Yes. Google is the answer when yeah. you guys don't know. <laughs> when they don't know, you can Google it and then you try to find somebody who has a similar problem and you work it out. There was one meeting I had with, uh, there was a guy from Apple, a guy from Netflix and me and we All had the same problem with online streaming um, and getting the videos to run correctly and we all seem to be running into the same thing. I flew out to California, we talked it over, figured it out in about I would say two or three hours and then we had Indian food and shot some guns and then we went all went home. So it was a great weekend, but <laughs> <laughs> that is how I got to go and see like the Apple campus and everything like that. Just kind of Googling around and finding somebody who had a similar problem uh, and it ended up a Netflix like- guy who had the same problem and we all decided to put aside our differences and say, let's solve it.
0: That is amazing. So you <laughs> And was this like a paid for trip? Oh yeah. It was a business trip. This <laughs> is the best business trip I've that ever had. sounds amazing. <laughs> I need to figure out how to get some of those business trips.
1: <laughs> those, those are few and far between though. Those, those, those don't happen as much as anymore.
0: So, what do you have like a least favorite type of job that's repetitive? It sounds like you said you work into automation that like gets rid of some of these repetitive problems, but is there something that just keeps popping up over and over again, would you say? Or, I,
1: mean, it's probably actually what consumers hate too, which is the patching process, the update process.
0: Oh, keep keep it, updating. Like, yeah. oh, you need to install this, and then restart your computer, right. turn shut off these programs to so, install. So every time
1: you see an update, you know, and you have to, why am I getting this update? You just have to imagine that everybody behind that has tried it at least a hundred times, <laughs> until we've gotten to the point where we can actually say. Okay, this is good enough for people to update their stuff. <laughs> so.
0: so you you've, you've been in the trenches, just like yeah. doing it over and over. That is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> this is my most hated part of working. Okay, so that's your least favorite part of your job is the patching. Yes. You say yes. What is the favorite part of your job?
1: Uh, like I said, getting to learn new stuff and getting to talk to people who are is similarly you know enthusiastic about it you know complete nerds and geeks about it and getting into real esoteric kind of foolishness i also like solving problems yeah yeah when you do solve a big problem even if it's and if it's something that really enhances the user experience not just increases the profit line so because we have this instant gratification tweet you know you can get on twitter feed and People say, "Oh, it's it's so much better now." <laughs> and He's like, "Yes, I did that. Nice. I was in on that."
0: Yeah, you're uh, not just working in a vacuum. You're able to get yeah get some like personal feedback. that's, yeah. that's pretty awesome.
1: But uh, we uh, we had the NHL launch, and then the week after, I was listening to the Bill Burr podcast, and he said, "Oh, I really like this new NHL app." <laughs> And I was just like,
0: wow
1: <laughs> Bill Bird <Burr> likes it. <laughs> nice. I was
0: so excited. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty sweet. Uh, Bill, yeah, Bill Bird's—he's a funny guy. It's hilarious. Yeah, I, I've seen him. I, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not gonna get sidetracked. Right. It, but uh, <laughs> so you said, like, yeah, you, you you enjoy some of the esoteric, like the nerdy types of problems that it can be that not everybody would understand. But like, is there a a a problem that would be the most Memorable, or and also, is there a problem that's been like what was the hardest problem you've ever had to solve?
1: Hmm, mm. that's a tough one. There have
0: been a lot. Uh, what's the hardest one? What's the most memorable one? I, <laughs> they can be the same thing. Let's, let's, let's get in more into hard. What was the hardest problem you've ever had to solve?
1: Uh, there's a recent one where we couldn't figure out why. This was for our multimedia streams, and we couldn't figure out why the streams kept crashing. Everything seemed fine. Everything was set up correctly. All on paper, on the computers, it looked like everything should have worked. All gates were open. We had done this, we've done this a million times before. So we were sitting there, and things just kept crashing. The streams weren't running, there was lag you couldn't watch the games and so i mean we were we were it, it it was early hours in the morning and basically all we were doing was just putting out fires all mm-hmm. night you know not really solving the problem just trying to mitigate it and just trying to put new servers in or whatever and then they would crash or uh things would overload couldn't figure it out so then one of our guys starts doing the math on it, and like the actual math, breaking it down to like processing cycles, time between each byte, what's happening. And so we all start looking at it, and then we kind of figured out, we draw it out, we put it on this big whiteboard, and it just turned out that we had just moved everything to virtualize and it was in a different data center. Now we have like fiber optics between that, which are super fast, you know, it's the speed of light, you can't get any faster, but still, going, it was just the milliseconds adding up, not even the milliseconds, like the nanoseconds adding up between that, bouncing back from our data center to our media delivery, and then out to the customer. And it was just adding up each time. It would bounce one way, bounce back, bounce back, and then go out. This is how we've always done it. But we didn't take into account that latency would be enough to crash everything. It would be just a little bit off. It would take just a little bit more processing time and then that would be just enough to make a stream just be out of sync and then everything would crash and it was such an interesting problem because no one would have thought to add that up like that until later you you look at hardware you look at software you say somebody's software is wrong you call that person they say no it's working right this is how it's always worked we tested it you look at the hardware is the hardware breaking down no the hardware is fine you know we can't replace all this stuff on the moment's notice anyway so, it that was the most interesting. Probably one. That was the hardest one to hardest. diagnose. Right? Okay, I, and it was simple, but it just it's not something you think of all the time. You just think of computers being instant, and even
0: experts get caught in that thought process. Uh, what does latency mean? I, I almost I kind of got lost at latency. <laughs> oh, no, latency. That's, it's lag. Okay, it's just lag.
1: lag. The time lag. between the time it takes for an electron to go one way, which is usually which is so fast nobody even thinks about it.
0: Okay. <laughs> How many computer languages then do you know if you had to, if you have to communicate between all these different departments and kind of be able to be the bottleneck problem yeah. solving like do you know a lot of computer languages you kind of like seem like it's like a generalist kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, I know four pretty well and one really well. Okay. And then the others I have a kind of a knowledge of, so when somebody says something, I say, "Oh, that seems right."
0: What are they called? I won't know what they are, but like, what are they called? The languages.
1: Oh, so let's start with the oldest one: C plus uh-huh. Do Ruby, Java, and Python. Actually, that wasn't
0: Python's a little older. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know what those mean, but someone out there will, and yeah. then they will appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned that, that, that in that your hardest problem that you were, you know, up really early. So like what kind of hours uh, is this job then? Is it like a, what's your like average get in and your average uh, go home time of day?
1: Usually it's 10 to 6, but when we have an issue like that, it's there. Just it's just you around the clock. Yeah, and like does so does work it.
0: go home with you? Like are you constantly on email or, I or do try you kind of separate to. it? I yeah. try to
1: separate it. Yeah. Um it upsets me when I have to do stuff off hours. Yeah, yeah, of course <laughs> I <get> really agitated. <laughs>
0: Do you get agitated uh, ever with, do you ever just feel like you want to just do like a wushu strike against like a printer or a computer or or have you had to restrain yourself? A lot lately,
1: actually. (laughs) We used to have, uh, we used to be just baseball or mostly baseball. So we had an off season where Uh, baseball would be over and then everybody would disappear. Now we don't anymore. So now it kind of wears on me and I get... I, I your, realize your I snap cycle on people is... much
0: quicker. Oh, <laughs> <Right>. Damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So y- your day ends. Um, yeah, and you're you're getting off around six. Some days you do wushu, but uh, just if you live in the city. Um, yeah. What's your commute like then? Uh, I live up in Harlem. It's actually not that bad. Super easy then, yeah. like A C E train. A C E. Yeah. You take the the C or the or the B down, and that's it. So how did you uh, end up in New York, and how? And was your background at all related to uh, this job that you found on Craigslist, or was it...
1: Sort of. So it got me in the door. Um, I had a... I'd, I went to school for electrical engineering. Okay. Electrical and computer engineering. So
0: that's similar. Yeah.
1: which was, But it was super boring. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize till really late that I hated a lot of stuff about electrical engineering. So I did a really small part and got out. And then I ended up working for the Ohio State University. Of okay. The Buckeye. Okay. I worked as a researcher there for a little while. I was doing wushu. It was great. I yeah. had like, I <laughs> had I was so life. carefree, I yeah. had nothing to do. <laughs> 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 and then uh, my friend Jake said, uh, I'm thinking about moving to New York. I said, why not? So I sold all my stuff, got into a Volkswagen hippie van. Loaded what we had left and <laughs> rode out here to New York. We didn't even have we didn't even have an apartment until we got here.
0: Damn, you're just so, like, no,
1: let's just do it. Yep, let's just do it. You're like, it's just time to go. <laughs> Ohio will get that way sometimes, especially for like a young person. You're just sitting around. You're like, you know what? It's time to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? You ripped the band-aid
1: off. <laughs> yeah. So do you do you like living in New York? I do. And- I do. Uh, I get a little. Uh, sometimes I feel like I need to get out and see more nature because I'm used to the, the wide open spaces a little bit. Yeah. But there's always good people and energy, and I have a lot of friends here, so that really makes the city pretty awesome. Uh, it's, it, the city's really all about the people, you know.
0: Of course, a, yeah. It's just so many, so many great people you can you interact with like everywhere.
1: Yeah. There's there's <laughs> there's so many things that I've done here. There's no way I could have done it anywhere else.
0: You know. <laughs> I met Tyra Banks. That was oh, awesome. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. I was going to say including a Brian podcast, but uh, I guess no, no, no Tyra, Banks, Tyra Banks is a, is a little bit better than that. You know, I'd, have to, I'd have to admit. <laughs> but I would have never done a Brian
1: podcast. You are correct. And I so, like that you're getting the Brians together.
0: Yeah, man. Martin. So how long do you stay? I plan on staying in New York? Are you here for the long haul, you think? Or like... You need to get those wide open spaces and settle down and judge Wushu, like on a farm. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) That's a good question. Um,
1: I don't know if I can stay forever, but right now it's pretty good.
0: Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But all right, now it's finally time for the Brian questions. All right. And uh, the first one is just, the first one, you know, do you know why your parents uh, named you Brian? It was. My name was gonna be David,
1: but that was the name of my dad's oldest brother who passed away, and my mom was a little su- superstitious, so my middle
0: name is David, and my first name is Brian. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah. At least that's like you could have a good uh, answer, <laughs> like right. a simple good answer. Like. Right. You know, a lot of people is some people don't know, some people are just like, Yeah, like me is like I baby books, I'm sure. No. <laughs> but uh so why didn't they spell it with a Y, do you know? Uh because they're intelligent people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because Brian's with a Y, you can't trust them. Y is sometimes a vowel, sometimes a consonant. It makes them inherently shifty.
0: I, uh, I, am on the <laughs> fence about the Y, Brian. Like, I'm, 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 I'm keeping an open mind at this point, but I have some reservations as well. But <laughs> we'll, we'll see as this experiment uh, goes along. Um, so what your siblings? Uh, your siblings' names? You said it was David. No, Can't, no. Uh, oh, sorry. My no, dad, David.
1: his brother, his oldest brother. Uh, yeah, 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 David. Yeah. My. <laughs> My oldest brother's name... My, I only have one brother. He's my older brother. His name is
0: Harry. Harry. Okay, and, so there's Harry and Brian. Yes. I'm, I'm just trying to get a, uh, you know, it's a data set of what people name Brian amongst other things. <laughs> and so then, what, have you named things as well? Have you named a pet or a, a child?
1: I'm terrible at naming pets. <laughs> I called my cat Catster. Catster? Yes. <laughs> That's actually kind of great. Like People said you can't name a cat Catster. I
0: just did. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. Would you name uh your kid Brian if you had ever had children? Uh, maybe. You know, Okay. Oh, but then you get to the,
1: you'd be Brian Jr., which could be BJ. You know, <laughs> oh, kids. oh,
0: I didn't think about that. Okay. <laughs> right. Kids, yeah, are, I've kids are cruel. Yeah, never thought about that. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> it's
1: it's going to be a tough high school. Tough also then, school yeah, so least. that
0: leads me to the next question is like, have you ever had a memorable instance of your name being misspelled, uh, Brain?
1: Oh, man, people do that all the time. <laughs> That is the worst. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, mostly written somewhere yeah. in an unfortunate uh, right. instances, but yeah. If it's obviously a quick email or something, but when it comes in something that's printed, like a yeah. letter... Yeah, like an official just,
0: document. Like, it's just insulting. <laughs> right? You're like college diploma brain. <laughs> uh, so, okay, two-part question. Dead or alive, uh, if you could choose one other Brian to meet, who would it be? And also, then, who is your favorite Brian? So... Who would you meet, and who is your favorite, Brian? And this is mm. where that comes in handy. That's a good list. <laughs> um,
1: man, I mean, I really, I really do like Brian McKnight, but I don't know if I actually need to meet him. <laughs> so, oh,
0: well, I mean, he could be your favorite, right? Unless you want to use that for something else. I think that's right, Brian Jones.
1: Um, out of all of them, because, I mean, I was a football player. I'd go with Brian Oh ah, Okay,
0: yeah. good. First uh, first uh, athlete that's been chosen so far. Uh, he's, he's, Wait, so that was meet, funny guy. meet or favorite? Uh, or I'd both? like to meet him. Okay.
1: Um, is he my favorite, Brian? Uh, he might be. Brian Williams had a chance, but he messed that up. <laughs> well, how did he mess it up? Well, he had that whole uh, scandal where he was doing like the Gerardo Reveille- Vera I was there,
0: but he wasn't really there. He, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, no. Uh, okay, I thought you said Brian Wilson, and I was oh, like, wait, no. how did Brian Wilson mess up? No, no, Brian, Brian Williams. Williams. Yeah, yeah, Laptop. Brian, Brian, yeah, Brian Williams totally fucked that up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm totally on board with that. <laughs> All right, so here's a piece of uh, Brian trivia. A Brian trivia question. Oh. Um, yeah. It's not. It's not that hard. It's. It's more of a, a fact, and then it gets into just like a little fill-in-the-blank kind of a thing. Um, so Brian Blessed is a fa- semi-famous English actor uh, who became known in the '60s on a series called Z Cars, and then with minor roles in English shows like The Avengers and Doctor Who. But in 2005, at the age of 69, he broke the record to be the oldest man to reach the reach where on foot.
1: Brian Blessed.
0: He became the like, he became the oldest man to reach where on foot. So you don't even have to know really about him, but just what would you guess? That's terrible. That's a name I know, right? <laughs> really, uh, I have never heard of this guy before. This. Well, it's
1: something that sticks in my head. Somebody must have said something, uh, possibly from like what the Avengers, like the old Avengers.
0: Yeah, this right? is like this is like English Avengers, like back right. in the day. Like. Yeah, I watch a I watch <laughs> a lot of old TV because I think it's just hilarious.
1: So maybe that's where I, I figured it out from. Mm, 69 on foot, so it must have been tough. It's not something somebody... Yes, like okay, so also,
0: fun fact about this guy, he climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and Econigua, I'm not pronouncing that right, and had three failed attempts to scale Everest, although he did get to about 28,000 feet. So he's doing some things. Like, he's he's uh, doing some adventures, but he was the oldest man to reach where on foot? Well,
1: I was going to go with Everest. I was going to say nope. Everest, but if he failed,
0: so where else could you go on foot? Um... And I don't quite know what this means of how he got there on foot, but <laughs> somehow he reached there on foot. People even still walk. Up? I don't know. Um,
1: I know that people do. Okay, I'm gonna say. Antarctica, South Pole, because people do. Uh, they like trek across. It was the North Pole. What?
0: Yes. <laughs> Come Dude, on. Dude, but you you were you were very close. <laughs> Just on the other side of the world, but very uh, close.
1: They have all those like YouTube videos of people <laughs> trekking across Antarctica now, and I know like there's a group of ladies who did it last year or something.
0: Well, Brian is is the oldest man to reach North Pole on foot, so right, yeah. tip our hat. So I gotta wait you... <laughs> You just wait till you're 70 and beat him. Yep. <laughs> <You> know, <right>? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so if you... Uh, this is a hard question. If you had to choose a first name other than Brian, what would it be? Caleb. Caleb? Caleb. Was this, this it, something you knew? You, you, this is something I knew. Oh, man. <laughs> did, it, 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 <laughs> so have sorry. you thought about what your life would have been like differently if you were Caleb? As a Caleb? Yeah. I, I feel like it would be very
1: gossip girlish. I don't know. Caleb seems to be a very, like... Uh, pretentious name, and I'd just <laughs> like to see what it was like. How do people
0: treat Caleb's?
1: You okay. know, Brian's are usually down to earth. Say, oh, so, Brian. so it's
0: not about you wish you weren't a Brian. It's you wish you were. A, you were. You're curious to know what it'd be like to be a Caleb. Exactly. Okay. So, so yeah. Overall, then, uh, has being a Brian been a plus or minus in your life? I'm gonna go with plus. Okay. Uh, I, I like it. Good answer. Like it. So far, everyone's agreeing. You know. But, uh, do you think there's something inherently funny about the name Brian? I mean, you say, like, you think P- Brian's are down-to-earth, chill, right. but I-, I have, like, a-, a suspicion that they're kind of, like, like there's something, like, a-, a little bit just funny about it, the, like, being a Brian is, like, <laughs> there's something funny about it that other names don't have.
1: <laughs> there, I think people think Brian's are, like, more easygoing, you know, so we kind of get the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I don't know, I don't think I've ever met a uptight one, or some a Brian that somebody hates. I'm trying to think. If you watch movies, you know usually the regular guys, the the steady guys, are always named Brian or something like that, right? Even the most sensible person on the Family Guy is the dog. Yeah, Brian,
0: yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> so I think we get a lot of credit that way. I don't
0: think you we'll know. get Brian the dog on the show, but no, uh-huh. unless Seth MacFarlane wants to do it. I don't know, who knows? <laughs> We got a lot of Brian's out there. They could make something happen. Yeah. So He's, do you do you know? It probably any... works with a real Brian who would do this, <laughs> who would get him to do this. So w- when you first heard about the show, like, what was your initial reaction? And like, w- was it just like a curiosity or a sense of duty to the other Brian's that made you reply, or a sense of uh, adventure, uh, a feeling of New York, like you said, to just you can do this shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, that's part of
0: it. Uh, usually, I do that when I see stuff
1: like this. One is free deer.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, of course, Kay. like these are Guinness, uh, you know, like some you like can. ret- retro cans. Yeah. Uh, it's in the collectible cans celebrating cool. the famed Guinness campaigns of the '30s and '50s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Guinness is just to stick with like kind of uh, the origins, the Irish origins of right. the name Brian. Uh, there was a beer called Brian Boru that was brewed, but they stopped brewing it. Is that what that uh, the so the music? That's the yeah. music. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so, they even, yeah, they made a beer, Brian Boru, Old Irish Red, but at this company in Indiana's brewery, but uh, they stopped doing it. So it's Guinness. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I
1: mean, to answer your question, that is part of it. they Just if you're going to come to New York and you're going to live in New York, you need to take advantage of everything that you can do in the city. Because otherwise it's a really hard city to live in, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the rent's high. You yeah. know, and the the weather is usually terrible. So the only thing to do is come here and do the crazy stuff that you can't do anywhere else. And exactly. This is one of those like, things.
0: A friend told me, yeah, like recently, is like if you're if you're living in New York and you're just living like you would live in any other city in the world, like you're or like, you know, you're doing it wrong because why are, you paying? Yeah, why are you paying that rent yeah. to, to just sit at home and watch TV? <laughs> totally, totally. You, know? you have to
1: look at it like that. Because, yeah, if that's what you're going to do. If you're going to sit home and watch CBS, uh, <laughs> then you can do that in Ohio. It's super cheap in Ohio. I'm telling you. I, I had a two-bedroom apartment for $400 a month.
0: <laughs> <I guess>. All <laughs> right, we don't want to piss any Bryans out there in Ohio, but, yeah. I'm just saying, it's it's a nice life for a lot less. (laughs) All right, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, This has been super fascinating. This is great. Thanks.